The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Briggs Auction, the official auction of the process, briggsauction.com and Kinetic Skateboarding. Get 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. On the show today, the Sixers with a easy professional win over the Pistons are now four and O in their stretch of easy seven games. Can you believe it? Winning the games they're supposed to win now by a large margin. Also Daryl Morey's musical plays Philadelphia tonight. Zach Levine reappears in star Hunter. It's not our fault. Trust me. And a truly disgusting voicemail. I'll say it quickly. I want you to sign up for fly the process. Join us in Los Angeles be a big group of us being total weirdos in March for Sixers Clippers. Go to rightstrickysanchez.com slash fly or, or if you want to, if you're going there and you don't need a travel package, maybe you're in LA, maybe you want to go somewhere different or come from somewhere different than Philadelphia, send an email to joe at fansofphilly.com. I did mention kinetic skateboarding. The gear is fucking hot right now is what I'm saying. Where's my hoodie? Actually. I was wearing this watching the game. The uh, I don't know if you remember this, Mike. The Spike Eskin Pro Model hoodie that they did. They did the camo hoodie for me mm. with the uh, the Reaper logo on the back. It's pretty sick. That's nice. Anyway, uh, they have a lot of stuff out right now with the holidays coming up. You need a Christmas present. You need, well, Hanukkah is almost over, right? But you need a Christmas present. You need to get something for somebody. Maybe you got uh, the Secret Santa at work. Maybe it's a thirty dollar limit. I want you to go to kineticskateboarding.com. I want you to follow them on social at Kinetic Skateboarding on Instagram, at Kinetic Skate on Twitter. Just tons of like new shit coming through. Sneakers, t-shirts, maybe get a cool t-shirt for somebody at work for Secret Santa. You know, maybe you got an older brother wants a hoodie, something like that. Go to kineticskateboarding.com now. Use promo code Dave Silver for 9.1% off your first order. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Love the new intro video. Welcome to the Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with a guy who, when he's not rocking threes, is rocking poop right before the bo- the podcast. That is one Mike Levin. That's right. That's rocking my poop. that's my Pat Bev uh, one beer tradition. <laughs> After a win, I get the shit. After a loss, I have to take my shit on the podcast live. <laughs> a nice little win here. Two John, in a row. Two, two very easy ones. Very easy ones. Exactly the way they should be. Mm-hmm. And Bede tonight, 30 points at the half. Just fucking pretty easy. Finishes with what? 40? 40? 
They finished with 40? 41, I believe. 41. Easy. Look, another easy win. Maxi, I don't know, Maxi even hit hit two shots all night and somehow they win they win easily. Just a nice fucking easy win over the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. But I have to tell you, the back-to-back over Detroit made me pretty nervous anyway. So one down, one to go. Yeah. But if you had to pick which one they would lose, it'd probably be the one with us at home, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a really, I like these low stress games. Yep. I like that Embiid has allowed himself to miss a half dozen fourth, fourth quarters, quarters, something yep. like that. Um, the Sixers currently have the best net rating in the league. Mm. That's good. That, yep. This is all very nice. Seems good. Um, and yeah, I mean, oh, <laughs> Joel's just so good, man. He's just, he, he's just very good. 41 points on 14 shots, 11 rebounds, five assists. Getting to the line, fouling, you know, getting Isaiah Stewart in foul trouble in three seconds. He had 30 in the first half, doing a lot of work in the offensive glass, which I love. And Embiid came out with a lot of defensive energy, I felt like, tonight, too, in a game that I didn't think he would. But he he seemed pretty spry out there tonight, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, Pistons are, Pistons are real bad, but oh, yeah. watching him I'm do, his, celebrate. I don't do his thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, the I liked watching, there was one play that, was very demonstrative of his growth. He's high post, has Asar Thompson on his back, who's a great defender, obviously, is a is more of a wing defender, but but is still a very excellent defender, especially as a rookie. Um, he gives him like a little shifty, quick spin middle, drives down the lane. Weissman comes over to help. He's out of control. Joel slows down, takes the bump, and as he's sort of falling down, has a little floater. That goes in M1. And it's just, I really think, you know, Joel hasn't been playing basketball for that long still. And he got so much better as a shooter. He wasn't, he didn't shoot that much at Kansas as far as like face up. It was, it was a lot of back down stuff and it was a lot of just, you know, being very big and able to dunk anything. He'd caught more lobs at Kansas, which I do resent him for not doing in Philadelphia. But, Different physically, no. For sure. But the the amount of things that he has added to his game just because he like felt like it and his passing and, and floater situation, adding touch to his game is not something like if I was going to try to teach someone to add touch, I, I don't know how you would go about doing that. But it does feel like he has done that. Um, another spin baseline this time to get around uh, Wiseman to finish N1. He's, I mean, it's just so money in the mid-range. Getting to his spots, manipulating the defense to get his kick-out lanes if they double. I mean, and they just didn't have a chance. They, they did not have a chance against him. The, the passing, he's starting to get... Now, the confidence is leading to him turning the ball over a little bit because he's taking yep. chances on stuff. But yep. A few turnovers in Washington going behind the back in transition. Not, but, certain, not certain that that's going to last. But... And and some stuff in half court where he's trying to like he's I know it's like the thing where you're playing basketball and you think it looks one way and then you see video of it and you're like ah, maybe it doesn't look that way and I know in his head he sees these passes that he's throwing like total fucking dimes and they get they get you know picked off or kicked away sure. or whatever but he's getting confident and comfortable with it which I think is really important you know just making quick decisions with with the ball when he's passing. And I think, 
you know, there's still a lot of regular season left. And as good a passer as he's been this year, there's, I, I think there's like a lot more room to grow there in a place that I didn't think he probably had it. And I didn't, you know, we were making fun of him before the season, wanting to always wanting to pass and always wanting to play like Jokic. And I don't think he's always wanted to do that, but he's clearly committed to it and he likes it and yeah. he likes stats too. So, sure I, <laughs> so I, I, I think, I think there's, there's more to go there and I didn't think there was more to go there before that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Daryl on this podcast said Embiid wants to be Magic Johnson, which I think is very funny to imagine. Yeah. Um, and he was great. Yeah. I, I, I officially, I, I know you, you've dismissed this several times, but so far this season, he's the most valuable, most valuable player in the league, and I want him to win it again. I, I do not want him to win it again. He deserves to win it again. And I would love for him to lose it. I would love for him to win it. And I, there's just a few things that I'm sick of hearing. The first thing is, it is like, obviously, his failure in the playoffs last year was embarrassing. I agree. But both Giannis and Jokic won the MVP twice. And when they won the MVP the first time, neither one of them got to the finals. Uh, I think Jokic lost in the second round. And then the next year, after he won the MVP again, he lost in the first round in embarrassing fashion. Giannis lost in the conference finals after losing in the first round twice, won MVP twice. The thing is, you can't just look at the stats because there's a lot of players right now that have great stats. We're sort of in that era where you see eight different players one night going for like 32, 11, and eight. Yeah. His stats are ridiculous. But I'm telling you, somebody that watches this team every single game, they have the... Okay, so you said best net rating or best point difference. Do you mean point differential or, or, or rating? Uh, I think I meant, I think I meant point differential, but I also think I might've meant both. Okay. So both. So they either have the number one point differential in the NBA or second. And I can tell you without him, without him playing that they would not be a 500 team. Like this team looks no disrespect to Tyrese Maxey, no disrespect to anybody else on the team. They're not a 500 team without Joel Embiid. And with him, they have the best point differential in the NBA. And it's no accident, by the way, that I'm, I'm not saying that these players aren't talented, but it's no accident that Ben Simmons was here. He plays point guard with Joel Embiid. He ends up an all-star. It's no accident that James Harden came in and was able to change his entire way of playing and become the league leader in assists playing next to Joel Embiid. And it's no accident that I'm not saying that Tyrese Maxey doesn't, does, like didn't work to leap and get better, but it's no accident that he's made a leap to an all-star player being the point guard for Embiid. He is the best defensive player on the team. He's the best offensive player on the team. He's the the most valuable player on the team. And I want him to win it again. And I'm not going to be shamed into not cheering for him to get it again because of what happened in the playoffs. No, he has to win it. So he has the responsibility. So he has the weight on his back to not let us down in the playoffs again. And I hereby am endorsing a second MVP run for Joel Embiid. I mean, if he doesn't win MVP, you don't feel like he would have the weight on his back to not let us down in the playoffs again? I want as much weight as possible. I want him climbing a mountain with a backpack full of bricks. Yeah. 
no, I don't want it to happen. I I, uh, I won't shame you for wanting it, but okay. I just I I would feel so embarrassed <laughs> if he wins MVP again and they right start right, in the Mike. playoffs again. Right is right. If he's either, he's either the MVP or he's not. I don't is want he the most MVP, no. is he the most valuable player in basketball? Because I can no. tell you, the Bucks would be still pretty good team without Giannis. Like I I don't I don't like it's not Jason Tatum. It's yeah, not I think, Jokic I think it's, this year. I think it's probably Jokic. It's not not this year. I mean, he's been he's been excellent. Not better than Embiid. I don't want I don't want him to get it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want him to get it. I don't want it. It was embarrassing last time. It would be it's even more embarrassing. embarrassing. I'm proud. The Right Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Mike, I'm not going to talk about it now, but I I will tell you that there is a connection. I will tell the next time we talk about Big Barker, an amazing connection between Big Barker Dog Beds and another Ricky sponsor. I want you to think on that. And it doesn't have to do with an engagement. I'll, I'll knock Cornblow off. There's an amazing connection that just happened within the last several months between Big Barker and another Ricky sponsor. I'll tell you about it. Right now, I'll tell you about Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Rebel, my dog, the most important being in my life. I hope my wife doesn't hear this. I love my wife too. But Rebel, my dog sleeps on a Big Barker. BigBarker.com slash Ricky. He sleeps on a Big Barker because his health is important to me. His happiness is important to me. You're like, bed? How does that have to do with the dog's health? Well, think about you. You're more healthy if you sleep on a, a supportive mattress, right? If you slept on a bad mattress all the time, you'd wake up, you'd feel like shit. Back would hurt, you know, have trouble getting around in the morning. And then think about as you get older, it would get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Dogs are the same. Big Barker Dog Bed is engineered by experts to keep your dog's joints humming along. Keep your 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 older dog, get him back to his best. Your younger dog, keep him youthful. Those That arthritis that comes along as dogs get older, it helps fight it off. It's been proven by PenVet. It's not bullshit. I want you to go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Read about the Big Barker. Look at it. Different colors, different sizes, different shapes. Whatever whatever size dog you have, from a tiny one to a giant one, whatever room you're putting it in, the Big Barker dog bed, they've got one for you. It is the highest quality, best product. Your job as a dog owner is to give that dog the happiest, healthiest life possible. That's your job. You can't do it without a big barker. 10-year warranty, the phone doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One year at home trial. If you don't like it, shame on you, but they'll give you a full refund and they'll pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA, big barker dog beds. Rare. Um, the other thing from this game, and he didn't have an outstanding game. Like he was just there, but I've decided that I am on the other side of the Marcus Morris thing. I like watching that guy ball. He's a bucket. I like watching him. Like he's going to, he's going to hit a game winner at some point. He's going to get hot. I don't really have a problem with Marcus Morris playing. He has all. been a better offensive player than I would expect it. He's been a couple of nice passes, better passing than I would expect. Um, he has been starting to get a little, he's making them but it makes me scared dribbling into mid-range shots and doing that like 2015 thing. <laughs> He's just an absolutely atrocious defender. He cannot slide his feet. He's always in the wrong place. What's he, he can't do it. He's got to be shooting 50% from three. The guy makes every three takes. He didn't take one tonight. Yeah. Um, but... Well, you know, two, yeah, two he's, shots he, he's a fine shooter. He's a, he, yeah. is, he is fine enough on the offensive end. That's fine. But what I would much prefer in that rotation spot is a person that can defend and get stops and in the playoffs that's what's going to matter and so 
He's a better offensive player than I would have given credit for. I wasn't when we acquired him. I was not like overly against, but you watch him in the time that he's been here and he's just like relatively uh, pretty hopeless on the defensive end. He's made a couple of plays here and there, which is always surprising because of how bad he is regularly. But yeah, I just don't think that they, they have a good offense. Their offense is fine. Man beating Maxi and shooters. That's going to do it. They'll be good, but it's defense when that's going to burn you. And the defense has been bad for a number of weeks. So that's the issue for me. Tobias deserves some, some, we're back to normal Tobias. It's actually we're back. borderline good Tobias. He this was good Tobias. Threes, I think, yeah. Five Three threes. of five from deep. That'll yep. count. A dunk. Yep. Um, he's up to 18 An offensive dunks rebound, A tough offensive rebound. I don't know yep. if you remember that. Tough I one. do. I know in my notes, nice okay. physical offensive rebound. I wrote, <laughs> there you go. um, getting to the line. I'm fine with, I said, I like bullying bad, undisciplined teams. That's fine. Um, I want more duck ins. I like him ceiling. I like that high low with Joel when Joel's at the top of the key and there's nobody underneath to protect the rim. If Tobias has like, you know, Killian Hayes or any t- sort of smaller guard or wing on him, like absolutely. He's physical and strong down there. He's not physical enough to draw fouls all the time, although he went to the line four times. Um, but he's physical enough to get position. And, and that, I thought that was pretty good. He had a nice game. And I want to say I saw the I saw the snide comment directed my way on Twitter. But what? Um, that I said I've been defending Tobias defensively for a number of years, which I have. Well, but my, my reason- point, my point was always Tobias is a ver- is a solid on ball defender. Off ball falls asleep, doesn't look, doesn't get deflections, doesn't know where to stand, overhelps, all that stuff. But, but on ball, one on one, he's fine. He had a nice block on ball on Cade on- tonight. He does that stuff. He he moves his feet. He's hard to get around. He's big. It's he's because fine. In so the I know video. I noticed it. I know even though you didn't tag me in it, I know I saw I saw the dig, and I wanted to be clear <laughs> that it is on ball def- defense. Tobias had a better repu- better was better than his reputation. Uh, all the only reason that I was specifically pointing it out is because you're obliterating his defense in the video. That's all. Yeah, I he was. Trying. Yeah, has been. It's been a bad. It's been a bad stretch until tonight. It was. It's definitely been a bad stretch. Stretch oh. for our guy. I have a new a new sound button, by the way. You know, the, the number one ability, ability is availability, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Cornblast got me a text. Too many, too many things. Where to find that. That's just too many, too many things at once that would trigger me. <laughs> too many of them all at once. I'm short-circuiting. You know, the, the number one ability, ability is availability. Right. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, hey, look, I don't know what the fuck happened to, I, I think it was, it was obviously the Laker game that it happened. Was it the Laker game or was it the Celtic game? It was the Celtic game. You're talking about Pat Bev? But he just fucking, it was he like. Was four, he was four of eight in that Lakers game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just, out of nowhere, he, he looks like a completely alive player. The three I, I expect to go in all the time. Yeah. It's like he is playing with like a determination, at least offensively. I expect it on defense, but like offensively, a confidence and a determination that I feel like came out of nowhere. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote about it in the uh, newsletter that will be coming out what, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. Um, about Pat Bev's shooting improvement. And if you include tonight, he's been, he's 14 of his last... 31 from deep mm-hmm. um, and he's taken a bunch 
confident and as he's shit. Confident. And yeah. after going super, he was short on everything in the first few weeks. He's he's moving into it. It's just definitely helpful. He's a helpful player when he's doing that. Um, and he's doing it with guys like in the vicinity. He doesn't have to be wide open. And so that's that's super helpful. Um, especially when there are guys on the team and you know, namely Tobias, who not tonight excluded, you know, need to need need to see a lot of runway before he's willing to take that three. Uh, uh can we talk about Maxi for a sec? Yeah. Bad Maxi game. For yes. sure. Yeah. He Bad shooting. Yeah. Asar Thompson is really, really good defender and tough on him. The kind of like the Bostony defender, right? Like big, long, and quick. And if you can't, he can't get by you quite much and he can't like shoot over you. And it's just, what's he going to do? And I think these are tremendous learning experiences for him to have, struggles for him to go through so that as the number one option or number one ball handler, um, he didn't, he didn't make a shot in the first half. Um, finally hits a lefty runner and then clapped at the rim, which I thought was very charming uh, when, when it went in. Um, I would say when Maxi doesn't have it in a game like tonight, 0 of 6 from 3, 2 of 13 from the field, 9 assists and one, to 1 turnover, very nice. But like, I... And, and uh, there's different thought, schools of thoughts on this. Like, I think coaches probably would rather he continue to be aggressive and continue trying and finding different ways to do it. But I... When, when you're such a focal point of the other team's defense that they're not letting you get off your regular shots, I would almost go, I am only driving to draw the defense. I am only driving to kick. I am, I am purely a decoy ball handler to get other guys' open looks. And when you shut off, like I do this to myself sometimes when I, if I'm shooting badly or I'm just like mad at myself, I'll just go like, I'm not shooting. I'm not shooting in this game or like, like a pickup game. Like I'm not shooting in this game. Uh, I'm not, I don't tell that to the other team. So they, they don't know that I'm, I've turned off shooting as an option unless I'm like wide open. But the idea of I'm just, I'm simply going to close off one of those things and use it to manipulate the defense to get other guys open looks. It makes it, it like frees you up a little bit. And I wanted to see Maxi doing a little bit of that more because he wasn't getting anywhere. Like the Thompson twins can just to fucking defend like crazy. And, um, and he didn't have it tonight. So I, he, he still had nine assists, one turnover. It's not like he was just chucking a ton of times. He only took uh, 13 shots. So he, he might have been doing it in his mind or something. But I I like seeing that uh, offensive improvement and and involving the teammates, especially on nights when you don't have it. Like like Kyle, how Kyle Lowry does or how Chris Paul does. Like you're a point guard. You can occasionally go like, all right, tonight I'm just getting like 17 assists. And it's because I, don't, I either don't have the shot or I don't have the matchup or whatever it is. I'm just going to use other people. I agree. I also don't mind seeing him struggle in a game that they win by like For sure. points. It's yeah. <laughs> Th- this is the team to do it against. Yeah, yeah. And and a very hilarious Michael Connor had a funny tweet about it, but a funny mountain game for a lot of reasons because there was all kinds of mountain in there. Almost like Danny. He's almost like taking up the Danny sort of bit, mantle of yeah. having a little bit of everything, you know, the good defense hits a three also smokes a layup. <laughs> yeah. And he, and he had three misses in the, uh, Washington game around yep. the rim. So it's going back the other way. Yeah. Uh, I did have a two, two handed dunk down the lane, which I liked. Uh, I mean, I just really like mountain as a player. I, I was talking about with some people this weekend about like, what is Melton would re- be, it'd be really nice to sign him. He's an yes. expiring contract. It'd be really, really nice to 
uh, have him on this team for another few years. Yep. And I'm interested to see, you know, he's getting underpaid now. Mm-hmm. I'm is interested he, is to he see. at eight, nine, something yeah. like that? Yeah. I'd be interested to see what he gets this offseason and, and how the Sixers use it to manipulate it. And, and whether like, because if they sign, you know, the order of operations is important, right? Of if they don't trade for anybody now and they just let everybody expire, then they'd have to wait. They'd have to be like, hey, don't sign with anybody else. We want to sign you, but let us just like sign this other, you know, say yeah, it's OG and Nobi or whatever, something first. But if they sign for somebody that has years on their contract still prior to the deadline, then they can that can be their focus point is is signing guys like Melton or Batum or Covington or whoever to uh, to additional uh, years. Melton's a, that that's a hard player to find. Yeah. You know, like that's a hard player to find as good as he is. Now you don't want to get yourself in a spot where you're overpaying for that guy if you don't have everybody else in in place. That's sure. the the problem. For sure. What do you think he's is he a is he a eighteen million a year guy? And I would love years? it to be like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think I, it'll probably be closer to that. twenty. Yeah. And that's why and that's partially why I don't think even though plop Caruso on this team. And that would be helpful. Obviously, he's a good player, uh, but I'm not willing to trade the picks that it would require to have a guy who is pretty similar to Melton. He's probably a better on the defensive end, um, maybe a better ball handler and a worse shooter. Well, um, I've been saying I'd rather have I'd still I'd rather have Melton than Caruso. I think I know that's not a popular opinion, but I'd rather have Melton than Caruso. Yeah, I think I think they're closer than their trade values would suggest but they're, they're getting paid about the same amount right now so yeah. yeah um so nice to have uber back yeah it's so nice to have him back and playing well he had a great game tonight 17 points on seven and nine shooting um i mean he's great i you were so anti because of people that told you do you want to like no no i'm, I'm saying do you want to like out them for being wrong oh the people they, that i don't so, think they were wrong I, I mean he has played I, team ba- good team basketball and done everything the Sixers asked. No, but but they I, like everything that they saw. I think it's impossible to predict that this guy would be humbled and change how he plays. I mean, I I think I think every piece of information I got was accurate based on everything that they had seen. And obviously, him getting a you, you're like you. I've I've come to the conclusion. And I've said it before. He yeah. has been great. I agree. Yeah, he has played course. better better than expected, but clearly this off season was a wake up call for him. Yeah. And, but the point that you made that was right, it was like, well, this minimum guy, whatever, if yeah. he sucks and you fucking don't play him, you yeah. know, whatever, but he's been great. Yeah. He's been, yeah. Great. And he's easily been a top five most important player on this team. Yes. This year. Uh, I love the, like, I can't say enough about his like attacking and cutting and shooting off the catch, no matter how close his defender is. Um, he, I love that he's making up, for the non dunks on this team too often. He tried to drop a hammer on Isaiah Livers. That was awesome. Um, He had one assist tonight, but I'm going to give him three because he had, he made a pass to Embiid sealing Wiseman for an assist. And then Wiseman fouled him because he knows that I want uh, Ubre assist. And Wiseman knows that I, I don't, I think he's a terrible player. And then he had Marcus Morris underneath and Morris couldn't corral the pass. Uh, and Morris also knows that I don't particularly like him. And so I'm counting both of those as assists. That's three tonight. So that's almost five for Kelly and only 23 minutes. So get, give him like get Tobias out with like a sprained ankle. You get Kelly Oubre playing like 35 minutes one night. He's going to get me my five assists. 
He's getting me for it. There's no way he's getting he's, five assists. He's getting every it. game this season. He there is getting no it. way. Um, Batum, I just have such a basketball crush on Nick Batum. It's becoming like an issue. I just everything he does, I've just start. I just I love it. I'm charmed by all of it. His quick decision making, his like athleticism in unusual ways. He got a nice pass from Cove on the baseline and just hit like a calm fade away from an awkward spot. Just like professional player, like a professional basketball player does, does everything right. And he made a gorgeous pass inside to Joel down the baseline. And it was so, it's so great to see Joel getting as, as many easy looks as he gets. And it's because of like the professional basketball players in his team that make him like give him easy looks. Um, Covington, by the way, had a nice crossover into an N one floater. Had to give him credit for that. Yeah. And, uh, and also got to call out B-ball's wild lefty scoop. And one off of a maxi pick and roll. Not a yeah. great b-ball game. He had a couple of nice moments, but He's that had was a couple, of, couple of iffy games. B-ball. He was good against Washington, wasn't he? Yeah, he was solid. Four, six, okay. and three. Okay, you're right. Thirteen minutes. Then I'm thinking the game before it. When he yeah, the game benched. before was bad. That's when he got. That's when he got benched. Dan House had three threes in that Washington game. Unbelievable. I'm looking at the look at the box score now. What a, that was a great game. One by forty five. Every yeah. game should be like this. This is the regular season. This is what we want. So, Mike, before we get to Daryl Morey's musical and star <laughs> hunter and it was a good Jaden springer garbage time game oh. credit give it to him give it yeah. to him sure a couple assists I, stepped great. into a three yeah we need that and b so this is it. i'm looking at the DraftKings sportsbook app right now Jokic is the favorite to win mvp at plus 200 Doncic is at plus 400 they've been trying to give it to luka Doncic for five years now and beads at plus 550 i'm telling you i'm looking at you right now if you're listening you're watching. Drop ten bucks on Embiid at plus five fifty. I like. I don't think he will get year. enough votes, no matter what. I, I think inarguably he's better than he's been last year. He's better on defense. He's better, obviously, as a as a distributor. But I don't think that. I think that the voters will feel like hurt by how Embiid treated them after uh, giving them the vote, giving them the last year. Fucking. Drop 10 bucks on plus 550, DraftKings Sportsbook. I think there's almost no chance he wins. Drop 10 bucks on it. It's important to me. I'm going to make it. Will you pay everybody back? No. (laughs) This, but, but Mike, it's funny you say that. DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. So I'm not going to pay you back, but DraftKings, they've got your back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code RTRS. I, you know what I haven't done in a while? I was, uh, I got really into the live betting the Sixers like mid game because I knew how the game was going to end and I haven't yep. done it at all. I like the live betting in the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Dry it's a different down- feeling when... Y- when Doc's not the coach, you're yes. still a little catching up to like, okay, yeah. what is what is this team's vibe? It did feel like I was cheating for a while because I knew exactly what would happen. Yeah. And you're right. I don't know now. Download the app now. Use code RTRS. New customers get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code RTRS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call when it hurt. Gambler got to be 21. See show notes for details. So Daryl Morey tonight in Philadelphia. And it was invite only. I feel like I need to be wearing some sort of like protective suit to cover the amount of cringe that I am going to be feeling. The guy, he's allowed to have non-basketball interests. Absolutely. Join, And I love him for it. And I'm allowed to cringe so hard my body starts convulsing. (laughs) 
tonight at the Philadelphia Theater Company. I wanted to go, but I, it's hard for me to get down there during the week. The Philadelphia Theater Company had a special workshop presentation of Small Ball the Musical, a passion project of his. I like the way you said it. Small Ball. Small Ball the Musical with amazing creators Mick Omar, Meryl Van Jick, and Tony Barilla. Um, and there was a story, this has been for years. There's, I found a story in the New York times from like five, six years ago. He yeah, was plays on take a long time to go. He was, so he was on, it's a good, the art of it is good too. Now, thanks to, hold on. Somebody sent this clip of him saying what I, I want to watch you watching the clip of what the musical is about. Actually, I've, I have seen it. Oh, you have. Yeah. This came from. Uh, Ethan from Ethan. So here we go. This is what Small Ball the Musical is about. Island nation that uh, has been discovered basically, and uh, they want they want to put their uh, self on the world stage. They want tourism. They want people to come visit their island. So they decide the best way to do that is to start a, a FIBA basketball team. Uh, they realize they don't know. They don't know what to do to start a basketball team, so they, you know, who do you hire if you want to start a team? You hire Michael Jordan. So they hire Michael Jordan to come to their island, help start their team. When Michael get there, they realize they made a terrible mistake that it's just some guy named Michael Jordan. And so the whole show, his his character is not the Michael Jordan. Um, and essentially, uh, they... They, you then find out that this island is actually the rediscovered island of Lilliput, and all the all the players are six inches tall, except not Michael Jordan. So they have to go win basketball games with six inch tall people. So as you might guess, it's a absurdist comedy uh, with a lot of fun music. The whole show actually happens in post game press conferences. So this, so what we're doing right now, all three acts of the show are. Uh, around each post-game press conference, uh, and we talk about how it's only in our, it's only in basketball where after you win or often lose a game, you're asked like, why did you lose that game? So it would be like if you guys are on the air and right after you finish, they're like, why didn't you read that cue card correctly? Explain what was going through your mind when you messed that up. So, um, look, it's a show that you don't have to know basketball. You don't, uh, have to, if you love basketball, there's a lot of good jokes. If you love musical theater, there's, there's a lot for everybody. There you go. Thanks to NBC. So, something for everybody. Wonder where we got that. <laughs> I wonder where we got the idea of appealing to everybody. <laughs> with with something. Yeah. So I wished I, I want to see it. Obviously, wish Daryl. I I love Daryl. I love Daryl, man. Good good for <laughs> him. Like just uni- singularly himself all the time. Yep. And honestly took a page out of weekly Becky's book in being <laughs> completely out of breath. <laughs> Look, it's I, I will say. Uh, pitching your scripted idea is yeah. always difficult yeah. and always uh, a little odd. And let's say it is, you know, if you don't have it written down to perform it in a way that you are cohesively comfortable with, it's gonna it's gonna sound like a run on sentence. But you know, the, the number one ability ability is availability, right? That's true. All right, before we get to Star Hunter, a surprise. That's right. We haven't done it in a while. It's time for the jigsaw. Play. I will play this game. Game of play. I will play this game. I miss you. I will play this game. I- I'm worried. Play. I will play this game. And after the game, they were interviewing him, and they said, how does it feel to win the ultimate game? And he said, if it's the ultimate game, why are they playing it again next year? The jigsaw is where I give Mike two 
terrible choices. You can't play Doug Collins and Doc Rivers so close to each other <laughs> at dangerous. me. Especially this close to you going to the bathroom, all that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Luckily, the Sixers won. If they hadn't, yeah. it would be a different situation. Noah sent in a jigsaw. I thought it was particularly interesting in that it, it wasn't gross. So this comes from Noah. Noah says, given the following compulsions, which would you rather be afflicted with? Number one, you must answer every single phone call that comes to you and fully engage in whatever the person on the other end is asking of you. Auto warranty renewals, in-laws, surveys, etc. Or two, you must fully read from beginning to end every single thing that arrives in your physical mailbox. This includes insurance stuff, supermarket flyers, bills, etc. Which good one? question. I would probably go with the phone one. Mm. Um, I I did this the other day, not the other day, maybe a month ago. Engaged where I got a call in a conversation from like engaged in a conversation with some random person over the phone who called to ask how I felt about some like local politicians. And I was like, uh, you know yeah. what? I will answer this. Cause I'm sure only like 97 year old people take the time to do this yep. and I'm going to do it. And the person I was on the phone with did not share, did not feel like I was doing them Do a favor. A favor. Yeah. And I, I felt like I was, I felt like I really was. And by the end of the, she seemed like pissed off at me that I a didn't know who a lot of these people were, okay. even though she's repeated herself several times and, uh, that I haven't like hung up on her by now. Yeah. It seemed like she was like, just fucking, this isn't going anywhere. She, she couldn't tell, she couldn't hang up on me. I was just answering a question, but, but the, the demeanor was not, it became weirdly combative and I was just answering the questions and you I was know. like, don't know enough to make a difference. I started getting mad about it. So maybe they won't do it again, but reading all your mail sounds awful. Yeah. You, you know what I usually do? I won't answer them, but I will compliment them on what they're doing. I'll say, Hey, I know you have to do this. Good for you. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I, I'm not going to do this with you. And then that's it. So I don't know if that makes me a bigger asshole or, or what, and then well, I'm acknowledging how hard it is and I'm still not doing it. No good deed. I wanted more thank yous. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for star hunter. Of course, the Sixers may remain one major piece away from being a championship contender. Daryl now armed with three first round picks. We get into who the Sixers could hunt. Now, we have both dismissed Zach Levine as somebody we're not interested in. However, this from Shams of The Athletic. Elsewhere in Chicago, the Bulls are expected to continue probing interested teams on a Zach Levine trade. The Bulls have won four consecutive games for the first time since February 22, are now 9-14. and 14. All of the wins have come without Levine, who will miss three to four more weeks to treat his right foot inflammation. And interested teams are keeping an eye on Levine's health situation and his return to play. The Los Angeles Lakers and Philadelphia 76ers are expected suitors for Levine, but both are operating for positions of patience and due diligence. And then we got this phone call to 833-LICKFACE. Spike, Mike, CJ, this is Jacob. The more I look at this list of 2024 free agents, the more convinced I am that the 76ers are just going to do all of their salary cap chopping at the trade deadline. It just makes a lot of sense. You've got all these expiring contracts, which are going to be valuable to teams that want to get off a deal or want to duck the salary cap or the apron. 
I think that it just makes too much sense considering the class that's available. I wouldn't be comfortable giving any of the guys at the top of this list, maybe Paul George, a long-term high-money contract. And I know that his name, I know a lot of Sixers fans are nervous about the, the cap figure that he brings with him, but his name just keeps getting brought up in connection with the Sixers. I think Zach Levine ticks a lot of boxes for the Sixers for what they need for a guy that can create on the ball, who can shoot, who's athletic. You know, he, he's a little bit deficient in, in athleticism, but you'd hope, or not in athleticism, but in defense, but you'd hope that at the price that he's allegedly going to be going for on the open market, that you could maybe still have enough assets after a Zach Levine trade. Maybe you trade Tobias and a first in Springer for Zach Levine, and you still have enough left over to go get a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith or some guy that can crack the playoff rotation. I just think that if he were a free agent, he'd be maybe the second or third best free agent, and Sixers fans would be lining up to give him that contract that he's on now. I'd love to know what you guys think. I'd love to hear some names that you guys have for people that you think the Sixers should go after in free agency Hmm. or at the trade deadline. So, Mike, A, do you believe that the Sixers will be a suitor for Zach Levine? And B, have you been swayed by that voicemail? No, I think the Sixers are going to be like a leverage team. Yeah. Because the Lakers to, are going to trade for him. It feels like the most probably. Lakers move ever, I like, doesn't it? I would like for the Knicks to do it. Uh, I don't think they will. I would like for it. I no. think <laughs> the, I they just need one of R.J. Barrett or Julius Randle to not be on the team anymore. Yeah. They're so much better with at least one of them. It's not there. Um, I, I just, I don't think he's, he's just not that great to make up for all the ways he's deficient. Like he holds the ball for too long. I think I, I, I'm not ruling out the possibility that some of the things about his game that I don't like are a result of him playing on mostly bad teams. But, his behavior on those bad teams, including right now in the Chicago Bulls, of just kind of like moping and being very upset. Now he's hurt. But prior to that, he's hurt with foot inflammation. Yeah. Whatever that is. And it just feels like I don't want the Sixers get like one of these moves. And I understand that the, there's the possibility of, of the market being so minimal that you can get them for, you know, Tobias Springer in one pick, but which would be a, a fair deal. But it's also like you get you get one of these and he's going to be signed for such a long time and he's he really is such a bad defensive player and he holds the ball for too long. If you can use him as a movement shooter and then occasional like cuz he is fast with the ball in his hand still. He has he is super athletic still. He really is a very excellent offensive player, but it's I I don't think like movement shooter is a guy that you want to give that much money to for that long when you already have Embiid and Maxi. You want someone that is a willing catch-and-shoot guy who's going to defend on the other end. And it's just not the one move. I'd be interested to see what happens with him on another team. I'm excited to watch him play on a good team, watch him play in the playoffs. But I, I don't want to be the one to, to jump off that ledge. I enjoy watching him as well. Here's, here's what I tasked myself with thinking. And th- this won't be there. Okay, I can't take watching Tobias anymore. I just said to myself, would you trade Tobias straight up for Zach Levine, knowing that Tobias is expiring and Zach Levine is not? And I think I came to the conclusion that I 
probably would not. And that's the only thing I need to know is that they, the Bulls seem desperate to get off of Levine, like desperate to get off of him. And, and they waited too long. Once yes. again, what a horribly yeah. run organization they are. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Zach's got two more years at 43 and 46 million and then a player option for 49 million. Um, that's a lot of money. It won't maybe won't look as much money once the figures adjust going forward and, the, and the, we resign ourselves to the new cap stuff. But that's a lot of money, man. And I just don't want to be the one paying it. I, yeah. I think you got to. I think sometimes people float these trade requests and go like, would you do it? Like, would you want to would you do this just to the, just this in a vacuum? And it's like, yeah, I think Zach Levine would be a better fit on this team than Tobias Harris. I think of that course. very yes. strongly. Yeah. But the amount the 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 choice you're making to uh, apportion this much of the cap to Zach Levine and this pick and Springer and not allowing other players to fill that space that you're using for them, I think is prohibitive for me and, and, and I wouldn't want to be the one to do it. The Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast brought to you by Briggs Auction. How much He's also we- hurt a lot. Yes, he is hurt a lot. Sometimes he, his foot is inflamed. <laughs> so inflamed. It's, it's like, you think, it's, you, think it's, you think his foot is bigger than PJ Tucker's dead hand? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. His foot's not dead. It is inflamed, though. Mm. What happens mm. when things catch on fire? Do they die? Yeah. I Sometimes? Don't, I don't know. They could. They could. The Rights Ricky Sanchez brought to you by Briggs Auction. How much would Zach Levine go for at Briggs Auction? Briggs Auction is the four-generation family-owned and operated auction house in Delco that has amazing, fun auctions every week, estate auctions. You can find art, collectibles, clothes. They are having another, their, their sports collectibles auction they did uh, a few weeks back on Black Friday that I got three pairs of sneakers at, by the way. You see what they sent me? What'd they send you? On Twitter? No. Oh, oh Bobby Abreu, the autograph yeah, Bobby, Bobby Abreu. Abreu. Yeah, Bobby Abreu sent ball. They're going to do another- Guaranteeing Bobby Abreu will be brought up on another <laughs> podcast. That's right. Briggs actually going to do another- sports memorabilia auction coming up. But as we do with Briggs Auction, we there is an auction ending this Friday. And from that auction, we will have the CJ, the producer CJ Briggs Auction item of the week. Ooh. CJ, what do you got? That's right. I got a few things um, oh, of varying levels so no one snatches them from me, hopefully. Okay. Okay. Uh, he's for, doing this so begrudgingly because he yep. doesn't want to lose the, lose out on it. It's yep. a charming uh, First, feature of this. Thank you. First one, we got some cool art. The, what stands out to me is this vintage, uh, please do not ask for credit sign. I just think it would blend in. It looks cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. Well, I should, we should hang that up at Ricky headquarters for when people call up asking, yeah. you know, asking yeah. to advertise. Next okay. one, I'm getting, oh, I, I got, a, I got yeah. a record player recently. Records are so expensive yeah. and this lot is at $35 right now. It probably mm-hmm. will sell for higher, but you know, a bunch of classics in here. Ooh, air supply. The Clicking through fast. Don't look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He doesn't want you to look. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you can look. I, I, I don't want the, the value to go up too much, but <laughs> okay. let's just say... Well, Manilow? Manilow. Genesis. Yeah. There you go. And then, last but not Manilow. least, I yep. feel like this this fits in every, uh, yeah. that's nice. every dad's basement. Um, there's 10 of them. I don't know yeah. if I need 10 of them, but... <laughs> Yeah. It looks cool. You could give them to nine of your friends. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Nine of my friends' fathers who grew up watching this team. And uh, yeah, those are, those are my three things of the week. 
there are a bunch of pennants in the new in the Briggs auction. So what I want you to do is either download the app, the Briggs auction app, B-R-I-G-G-S in the app store or Google play, or go to BriggsAuction.com. What I would tell you is check in every week. There's cool shit in every auction and it's fun to bid. That's all I'm telling you. I actually have to pick up two lots from Briggs auction Two. I'll do it last week of the year. It better be open. Steve Briggs auction better be open. Look, BriggsAuction.com. And if you are downsizing, you got a bunch of shit. Maybe you think is worth a lot of money. You want to sell. They're doing homes. They do vehicles, all that kind of stuff. Info at BriggsAuction.com. That is info at BriggsAuction.com. Mike, I have one more Star Hunter question for you. Hmm. Or do I want to play this Star Hunter suggestion? Actually, I can't find that one. So I will say, I will read you the email. This came from Dennis, right? Streaky Sanchez at gmail.com. Hey guys, this is Dennis. The guy who told you in the preseason this team was going to be much better and much more fun to root for than you were expecting before the season began, which Spike originally thought was BS, but I'll take the flex now. Anyway, my question is that Batum and Covington have given the Sixers the type of depth we so sorely need and a stronger defensive flexibility than we've had in a while, but they all, but they also might be salary match sacrifices in a, quote, star hunter trade. What type of realistic players would you be willing or unwilling to give those guys up for the Levines, OG, Siakam, Caruso's of the world? Thanks. Love the pod. Um, I think there's no way Batum gets traded. Yeah. I think there's not a chance. Covington, because it doesn't feel like Nick Nurse likes him very much. Yeah. Certainly Marcus Morris. Um, well, and by the way, if you're training for OG, Covington's not going to play anyway. I mean... I think I think, he's, I think it depends on who would be here. I think he still could. No, I said if you're training for Ananobi, like, I don't know. I just think there's probably a lot less, and Tobias Harris doesn't get traded. I think there's probably a lot less Covington minutes. Well, I he's think only, he's tra- playing like eight minutes now. <laughs> If you trade for OG and OG takes over Marcus Morris's playing time, then Covington oh. continue being Covington. I, I I would say I would not say no to playing both two very good defenders at the same time. I agree with you. I'm just saying realistically, I think you know that's you're in that sort of trade. You're in know. a world where they're matching salaries. I yeah. would much rather like the team is too deep, like as it is, not you know. <laughs> At least according to the team, like deep with Cork, players, Cork Mons, there's 14 on the team. Corkmans and Dan House definitely think that they should be in NBA rotations, and in some teams they certainly would be. Um, if you combine their salaries together, you almost get 10 million. Covington's making 11.7, so I think there's a world where where that happens anyway. Um, so I would rather stack contracts and and have Covington here. I just want it would be such a bummer to get Covington back. What a, a, and then trade him away. And then trade him away. Like, I would be upset about that. I think it's certainly possible. I'm not ruling it out, but I would be upset about it, obviously. So the Spotify question in the pod, on the Spotify, releasing on Spotify, CJ asks a question every time. Of course, Dan Olinger of the Danny for rights to rickysanchez.com now has to make 35 of 53 free throws on video to keep his job. CJ asked, will Dan make 35 of 50 free throws? Josh says, not a chance. Uh, can't read this name. Says, yes, he definitely has that dog in him. Michael says, no, LOL, which is kind of disrespectful. Mm. A different Michael says 35 exactly. And James says, Jamie says that Danny should have to make four of 10 corner threes as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. It's an interesting interesting. addition, isn't it? Yeah. Or maybe, Um, yeah, that is interesting. And the hardest stomach YouTube comment of the week, obviously we've retired the, even though 95% of our voicemails were about guitar, guitar solos versus dunking, we've retired it. 
But the hardest stomach YouTube comment of the week says, it comes from Bing Johnson W6580, warms my heart to know how sick everyone is of Mike being such a miserable bullying prick. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> to so, a T. I will say one thing that you keep yeah. repeating. What's that? Is that how strongly the pro-dunking people feel. Yes, they're real assholes. Indicates that they don't feel insecure. strongly in their position. No, it and indicates I just, they're insecure that their position may be wrong. Okay, so I find that logic to be faulty, just in oh, general. I don't. So if yeah. you feel like, are you insecure about your position when you are constantly bringing up how bad Ben Simmons is? Like that doesn't, it just doesn't, it no. doesn't carry through. No, but my it the, the question was, what would you rather do? And the dumb yeah. people are insistent that the guitar people are wrong. One well, guy yeah, said you on would be Twitter, insistent or that I would be wrong if I keep saying that Ben Simmons is still really good but that would still be positive and could thing. be a helpful player on a basketball team. That's a different thing. I just thing. think the idea of like, I'm asking hey, I feel strongly in my position. What would you position. rather do? No, different. I don't, You're, I don't think so. I, you can feel what you what? That's fine. But I don't, I think that it, at least on a logic perspective. And at the end of the day, this is a logic podcast. It was a logic podcast when we were doing the process and it's a logic podcast now. I thought now. it was a basketball podcast. No. You keep insisting why no. I should pick dunk. Well, yeah, uh, I do think that. And I, I do find it wild that anyone wouldn't because I think dunking is one of the like coolest things any human could do, especially effortlessly. Um, I'm not but, getting uh, into this debate. But I just think the idea of like, hey, using, I feel strongly in my position and so i'm going to disparage yours means yes. i'm not confident in mine i don't i don't well find of course that is that. because you, you all, if all there's the two options i'm saying mine is good and yours is bad why is no, why is you're that saying i prefer one doesn't have to be i bad. prefer I, one over the other I prefer yes. one significantly over the other but but the dunking people are say your your preference is wrong that's the difference. But that's what it, ha that's, it no, has it to be that. If no. I'm right, then you have to be wrong. No, no. See, I don't think you understand the question. I don't think you understand what preference means. It, what oh. you, well, I guess I don't. No, if, you're, if I say <laughs> I to guess you, I don't know what a preference is. If I say to you, do you prefer vanilla or chocolate? And you say vanilla and your preference of chocolate is wrong. It isn't wrong because I'm telling you what my preference is. Absolutely. But if I said, I think vanilla, which I don't, but I, if I said, I think vanilla tastes like shit, it smells awful, it's whatever, that doesn't mean like, actually, you like vanilla. But that's not what they're saying. That's uh, what I, it is. Again, everyone who's saying it is saying that the people who pr choose get guitar are dorks and losers and they're d defaming what guitar even is. Like one of my favorite arguments is, well, you could just learn how to play guitar solos. I was like, okay, dickhead, go do it then. Then go spend the next 20 years practicing seven hours a sure, day to become an amazing But you can more guitar. easily learn to play guitar solos than you could. If, there's, if it's one over the other, you could more easily learn to play guitar solos than effortlessly dunk. That is true. However, there are people in this world who can dunk without ever even practicing one second for and sure. there's nobody who can do that for guitar yeah that's true so anyway anyway i didn't even want to talk about it for god's <laughs> I sake i just i wasn't even talking about the issue just the idea that like people disparaging one side to yes. boost their side over means that they are i'm not asking them to pick what side is better i'm asking them for their preference and the well, dunk people are very sad they're just a sad group of people dunking awesome. is the coolest thing that anyone could ever do mm. and effortlessly doing it is beyond Mm. and nothing can compete. Well, I do think you did say, and a couple people waited on this, both sides. You did say if a, if in a, at a concert, somebody 
took out a ball and dunked, that would be cooler than somebody whipping out a guitar in the middle of a basketball game and ripping a solo. And somebody called up and said, if Joel Embiid just during halftime whipped out a guitar. That's not not halftime. I didn't say halftime. Halftime. That's insane. I don't care. I'm saying during the concert. During the concert. Okay, so during the game, Embiid whips out a guitar and get back on defense, bro. Get back on defense. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to ask you this. There's two voicemails I want to get to. The question for you is, do you want to get, and and CJ, I'm going to ask your opinion too, because we will get a YouTube strike for this, is the, there's a cringy Michael Rubin video. Oh God. You're going to do, you're <laughs> do gonna you do want that? that or, do you want And it? the doc, and the doc button. <laughs> do you want to hold the cons. cringy Michael Rubin video? Yeah. I don't know if I can do all of it at once. Okay. Let's, let That's me. Fair. Let me like get mentally prepared for that. Okay. All right. So we'll do, there's two voicemails I wanted to get to, to 833-LICKFACE. Let me find them. Um, we got to scroll past all of the, you can leave us a voicemail at 833-LICKFACE. What's today's date? The 13th? Yeah. Okay. Um, hang on. There we go. Uh, first one, 833-LICKFACE. Spike, Mike, CJ, this is Rob. Pressing question. How hot is this team? Like in comparison to past rosters, where would you put them on the hot scale? And if Maury is to go out there and make a blockbuster trade, what player could we land that not only improves our on-court play, but just makes the Sixers a more handsome team overall? I personally think the addition of Nick Nurse, that makes the team just even hotter. Pretty hot guy, cool guy, love his glasses. So yeah, let me know really thinking about this. Thanks. Well, obviously, mm. Ubre is the enormous upgrade to this team. Is probably the best looking sixer they've had in the Ubre handsome here. man. Yeah, I don't. I guess I have to. Look, I haven't considered Nick Nurse being handsome. He's I'm not saying guy. he's not, but I have not. I, that wasn't like an easy identifiable for me. So maybe right. I'll think about it. I think uh, I think OG very handsome man. Um, Jeremy Levine. Grant. Levine's a good looking guy. Yeah, Levine's all right. Yeah, a little thin. Got a thin face. Mm. Of the available Uh, guys. Hmm. Not a, not the hottest bunch. No. (laughs) It's it's a good looking Sixers team, I would say. But Ubre is... Almost always is. Ubre is a a large part of that, I would say. It's a very, uh, Ubre is a a big part of it. And the final voicemail, 833-LICKFACE. Greetings, Spikel, Michael, and Seagay. Longtime loyal listener of the podcast here. And I sent this question in email format, but I just am dying to be taken seriously. So my question is two parts. One, which Sixers player is most likely to be on the court in the middle of a game, drop his pants, and, stay, and take a big stinky shit right on the court, either in the middle of the court, under a hoop, I don't care where, and then two, which Sixers player is most likely to run off the bench and help clean up the big stinky shit that the first player took on the court in the game? Thank you for taking me seriously. Goodbye. Spike, Mike, and CJ. Sorry, dump on the court guy again. Wondering if your answer to my previous question is Paul Reed. If you are in the press conference post game, what questions would you want to ask Paul Reed if he indeed drop his pants and take a dump in the middle of the court 
in the middle of a game. What what would some of your questions, follow-up questions, curiosity questions be to Paul Reed? Thanks so much. Okay. My answer is definitely not Paul Reed. It's definitely Pat Beverly. Is the most likely to take the shit is Pat Beverly? Yeah, absolutely. I I mean, he walked and got a camera and showed it to a ref. I think that is on the road to taking a shit. I think it's Pat Beverly, and this is going to sound crazy, but I think Embiid is up there, too. And Beats yeah. had has a lot of stomach problems. Sure, I guess I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, Pat Bevan probably Embiid second. Yeah. Um, maybe you could say Korkmaz at just because he <laughs> still has not been, been traded. traded. Maybe the game after the trade deadline, he takes a shit on the court. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and getting onto the court would be a big step for him, uh, especially if it's not during garbage time. Um, and who would clean it up? Especially if it's Pat Bev, it feels like he's taken one of the two-way guys under his wing. So he would, one of the two-way guys would. Well, let's say the full roster Sixers. I think it's Maxi. Yeah, Maxi, sweet guy, wouldn't want yeah. somebody else to have to do it. That sounds right. Yeah, maybe, maybe based on what he said on this podcast, Mo Bamba just like doing doing the dirty work, doing whatever has to be done, uh, whatever the team asks of him. And if that's cleaning up Pat Bev's shit during the middle of the game, then maybe he's doing it. <laughs> Ah, well, we will talk to you. So we'll talk to you Sunday after the Sixers have played Detroit and Charlotte. Hopefully they will. And then the final in this easy stretch is Chicago. And then I think, I think I read on Twitter somewhere, they don't play the, they only play one team with a winning record before Christmas and that's just Minnesota. So would love, can you imagine seven and oh in this, uh, in this little stretch? Keep cruising. Just keep cruising. Keep building that lead. They, you know, the East has been, pretty good top top few seeds um my magic just keep doing it man they keep doing it oh, but they uh still, they haven't been gaining much ground yet but okay. uh but hopefully some they'll playing some tough teams the top five and sixers will get to move up into the top three seed all right we will talk to you sunday and uh remember be uh be kind if you have a different opinion than somebody else don't <laughs> otherwise you don't actually have that different opinion well your opinion is the other one We'll talk to you next time. Are you done with TTP? Yeah, you know, like this. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't won't fuck fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't won't fuck with you. you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Thanks for playing.